All right, everyone out there, we have an exciting guest today, Earl Dardick, founder of Monkey Group. So we're super excited to sit here and chat with you. Um, and thank you for taking the time to chat with yeah, us. Thanks for having me, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, it'd be, well, one, congratulations on being acquired from Easy Cater. Thank That's you. pretty phenomenal. Yeah, it's an exciting time for us, for yeah. sure. Yeah. As any other entrepreneur out there, uh, you know, acquisition or IPO, like those are really big moments yeah. uh, in a company's life cycle. And uh, we were chatting last night about your journey of, of hospitality, right? Mm. And it all started at a deli. It did, yeah. So it'd be great to kind of hear about that and how you went sure. from a deli to, yeah. you know, yeah. one of the leaders in catering technology. Well, it's an interesting <coughs> interesting experience and story in that I, I, uh, I'm a, I was a deli operator, but I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. And, you know, the deli, when I bought the deli, was distressed. And uh, that was my sixth business. Uh, and it was 23 years ago when I bought the deli. And in, when I started, when I got my hands on the deli um, and, and started the process of fixing it, uh, catering became an obvious channel that we needed to build out the back door. I, I was not a retailer. I was somebody that came from a business-to-business -business background. I was very comfortable with the idea of building a business out the back door. And so uh, as part of the turnaround strategy for Tony's Deli, I started to uh, use catering as a strategy to fix the economics of the deli. I jumped into uh, Tony's, took, took the helm. Uh, it was my entry into the, into the restaurant and food service space and really started to just focus on fixing the deli. And at the time, uh, I was using my point of sale system at retail. The catering business started to grow at the back door. Uh, and we were taking orders by hand. You know, we had people in the deli, we were talking to them, hey, you know, hey Earl, can you deliver? You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Sure, we could do that, you know? I, you know. Saying no is never an option as an entrepreneur. You know that, Nick. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you're always a, always... of course we can do that. You figure out how to do it after. Absolutely. So that's been, that's been, <laughs> right? that's been yeah. my journey. Um, and so in, in, in that process, you know, we started to um, sort of, you know, engineer a system outside of the point of sale, which was all manual. It was really like literally taking orders on the phone, by hand. We'd go to QuickBooks, we'd make an invoice. We had yeah. you know, spreadsheets for figuring out how much we had to prep. Yeah. Uh, we were running our deliveries. And um, uh, to my good fortune, there was a web developer in the mid-90s that was working very quietly in an apartment above the deli doing web-based animation. And uh, that was at a time when the internet was static web pages. Maybe you're too young to remember. I don't even know. Uh, I remember the dial-up <laughs> yeah. of AOL with the little okay. in. And yeah, so everybody at that time was running, you know, I got to get a Tony'sDeli.com. I got to get .com and nobody really understood why they needed to do it. They just knew that they needed to do it, and it was a branding exercise, and yeah. you know, you'd publish a menu or you'd have a static web page. Yeah. And while that was happening, um, you know, this web developer and I started working on the back end of Tony's Deli because I was engineering this manual process. And so we started to work on the business logic. And uh, day by day, we chipped away, we chipped away, and catering started to grow, and the deli was busy. And the economics started to improve. All of a sudden, we were started to make money, and the business started to thrive. There was a lot of synergy between the channels, and, and a lot of pressure came on Delhi, because as today, food service operators are learning this, is that the facilities were never designed for this catering business. And so you're layering a channel on top of existing assets, which is really the magic of catering. That's, where, that's why it's such a profitable business for a lot of these uh, restaurateurs, yeah. because um, <clears throat> you know it's true incremental revenue. Yeah. Uh, and another solution for your consumers who are loyal to the brand and so yeah. they come back and spend more money with you. Of course this is all in hindsight at the time I was just trying to keep up. And so basically through that process I worked on Tony's Deli, fixed the business, built a web-based solution that was basically cloud-based for you know everything from e-commerce all the way to the back-end invoicing, accounts receivable management, all the production, the distribution. 
And by 2001, I had a, a web-based solution that was running my business that was doing about 1.3 million in sales. That was catering, <coughs> excuse me, and point of sale was running in the front. Yeah. Uh, and then 9-11 happened. That was a big year. It was a very, very difficult time for the world. And um, my catering business that had been growing, 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 took a dive. And that was a very depressing thing as an entrepreneur, you know, when you're building, yeah. right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, business is gone because the world circumstances shifted. Yeah. Uh, you know, I sat in my deli, my, my, you know, my head in my hands going, man, what am I going to do next? And a friend of mine said to me, Earl, you're the most advanced deli in the world. And I'm going, well, you know, what do you mean? He says, well, you know, you have this software. This is where the world's going. And he pointed out the opportunity to me. And, uh, you know, for me, the software was a work in progress. It, was, it never really, it never worked perfectly. There was always problems with it. Yeah. But that's not how you're yeah. doing it right, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it was a constant, you yeah. know, I, I didn't realize that we were developing, you know, what would become a world-class solution for and an industry standard. I, yeah. I didn't, re at the time, I wasn't thinking about it. You know? That's why I think, you know, I love hospitality because restaurateurs and anybody in nightlife or hospitality in general are some of the hardest working people around my life. Right. And the innovation, uh, you know, entrepreneurship kind of gets thrown around a lot. And uh, the people that start their own businesses in any industry are entrepreneurs in my mind. And the innovation that comes out of necessity and, and mm. things you do, mm. Uh, in restaurants is pretty phenomenal. It is. There's actually there's a lot of good technology coming out in our space that's yeah. coming out of restaurant operations. Yeah. Typically, it's a subset. Like there's a piece of the puzzle, but it's really, in my case, it was sort of the uh, it was the end to end the order to cash cycle that we call it yeah. for takeout, delivery, and catering. And, yeah. and so I fell into this thing, um, and started to show other people after 9/11 what we were doing. They got excited. I got a customer. I got two customers, and I ended up in the software business. Yeah. Uh, which has been the journey to today. And how was that transition from, so I grew <coughs> up making sandwiches. My dad yeah, has yeah. Belsito's Deli. Mm. Uh, the transition from uh, making sandwiches to yeah. uh, building code. Well, it was interesting. I'm not a, I wasn't a code guy, so right. I, had, I had a technical team, and we started to build that technical team. So what I was, was I was the food service operator. I knew what I wanted in a solution. I was able to say, no, not that, give me that. Move this over here. I want to see it this way. Here's the report, how I want to look at it. And so really, I think what happened in retrospect was, you know, my perspective on how I wanted to see my business got baked into the software. And that became the secret sauce because that was what really happened. And I didn't realize this till much later. It was probably 10 years went by. Yeah. You're not applying technology, yeah. an opportunity, and then say, hey, business, yeah. do this. No, it was, more, it, it was the strategy of yeah. Tony's Deli got captured in the software. That's awesome. And that's what happened. And in the early days in this space, you know, before any online ordering, you know, I mean, it was just starting e-commerce, you know, all yeah. that stuff. Um, I was trying to sell software into a space that just didn't understand what was going on. Or yeah. It was so early. What was that you moment um, you talked about a little bit where you said, okay, um, Tony's Deli, my transition, that's a hard thing to yeah. do, to yeah. move on, and then start Monkey Group. Was that a hard well, the, No, or? it wasn't hard at all. I mean, it just started, what happened was the deli was thriving, it was busy, uh, you know, it dipped off, it you know, did that little ride for a little while, and, and then we started to get software customers, and then what happened was, and actually I ended up in bakeries and commissaries first. Really? Well, because it's an ERP system. Yeah. You know, this is a full-on manufacturing yeah. system. So I ended up in bakeries, commissaries, mail order, and so we started to find this little niche market, which was multi-unit restaurant groups that were running retail and multi-unit restaurants. Often they had bakeries or commissaries behind them or different regions. Yeah. They were feeding their stores. Yeah. And we worked in that genre for a long time. 
Um, and so we were, you know, it was cowboy development. It was just basically yeah. anything anybody wanted, we said yes. But, but we created an incredible amount of software. Yeah. And it was really in 2004 where I realized I had this going now. I'm a starter, starting guy. I like to start things. Yeah. And then I had the deli. And it became obvious to me that my passion was deep in this piece of it. Right. Uh, and I believed that it was working so well for me that it would work for others. I had no preconceptions of, you know, what was implementation, what was project management, what was, you know, enterprise software yeah. integrations. I mean, none of it was even, had I known, yeah. <laughs> I might have done this totally differently, you know? Yeah. But what would I, be the one thing that you would uh, possibly uh, do better next time? Do better next time. That's a tough question to answer. I mean, all of my, any business that I've ever done has yeah. been, um, I would love to say there was a master plan of some sort, but there wasn't. Yeah. Uh, but I think the one thing we did really well was we were very customer focused. Yeah. So we listened to our customers. Um, and so as long as we're solving for them and they're happy, then the solution was taking its path and organically growing in the right direction yeah. as from a product perspective. And then the rest of it was really about culture and so um, and people, you know, yeah. which then the team started to build and the culture and the vision started to form. And then people started drinking the Kool-Aid and they started to support the vision, yeah. which fed me. Um, and then, you know, I became this leader in, in my bit, my company. That yeah. People were following me as if I knew where I was going, <laughs> but can't say that I really knew. So, you know, what would I change? Well, I'm in a different stage in life now. I, I think... Um, you know, it's hard for me to comment on that because I'm a startup guy, so I, yeah. I'm, I'm accustomed to starting things with bootstrap uh, situations yeah. and, and really finding the margin and, and, and the method, you know, to, so you have a profitable model. Of course, everybody today is raising capital and there's so much money pouring in, and, right. which is the standard process for technology. Yeah. But I actually avoided that. Really? I did. So I how was your fundraising process? I didn't have one. Really? So this was all done internal uh, through either through cash flow, family and friends. Uh, we kept it very, very close. We had a lot of people over the years come and offer capital. And yeah. it, was, it just wasn't our thing. We decided we were going to do was we consciously made a decision that we would focus on quality and our customers. We would sacrifice growth, but we wouldn't dilute. And we would eventually build enough value in that process where the plan was to get acquired, you know, which is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really phenomenal on uh, without taking outside capital from an institutional aspect and yeah. building world-class software. Yeah. That's the leader and innovator yeah. in catering space. Yeah. That's yeah. No, I, pretty phenomenal. It, it is. It, you know, it's. A, I have to... It's only been three weeks, <laughs> so it's still settling. <laughs> yeah. But it's a big deal. And I think yeah. for me, the real, the real thing for me that feeds me is the feedback that I get from the community. They love our solutions. They love our yeah. company. Um, you know, Mo is my partner and, yeah. you know, he's amazing. And yeah. he's really a team builder. You know, he's built an incredible team of people. Um, and so, so that is the reflection now, right? I'm yeah. able to look back and, you know, there's a legacy that this thing's not going anywhere. Right. And now uh, it's exciting because it's really going to accelerate. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, if I could predict what's going to happen with my business, which now is owned by EasyCater, which is a great company doing a lot of great things uh, with an incredible leadership team uh, and a great vision for what they're doing, the fact that they saw us in their vision uh, was, was very flattering, you know. And, and when you get somebody who's, 
you know, wooing you or trying to acquire yeah. you in the process, you know, which we can talk more about as well. But yeah. that is, uh, you know, not an easy process to go through because it's not just about finances, but it's also directly connected to the emotional aspect of transitioning, mm -hmm. um, you know, from this, you know, startup, you know, small growth to now what is potentially a world-class and, and scalable uh, business. Uh, it, what's next yeah. for catering technology? Well, I think, you know, the lines are blurred between, you know, it's, it's really moving into channel management, I, you know, I, and the industry's not there yet. So right now it's still thinking catering technology versus, you know, online ordering versus POS versus loyalty versus marketplace versus back office. And it's all moving into what I think is going to be a number of ecosystems that are going to come together. Mm -hmm. um, and there's going to be a lot of small solutions in between. For example, what you're doing, you know, yeah. which is a very simple, uh, very narrow thing, but a great value add into that mix. But from order management systems, which is the business that we're in, um, I think this concept of catering technology is going to change into, uh, you know, what is full on hospitality solutions. Right. And uh, it's very, very possible that the marketplaces are going to be the next solutions companies. And in the history, historically, it's been, you know, NCR, Oracle, you know, or Micros. But right. POS has been driving, um, you know, this sort of the, uh, the system, uh, you know, the core system that, that restaurants especially have built their business around. I think that's, we're in a major shift on that now. So a lot of entrepreneurs out there, uh, you know, you mentioned your goal is to be acquired, right? So acquired or IPO or, or build a, a world innovation company. Um, what was the thought process uh, or, you know, how did that process uh, come about, you know, being approached, yeah. um, talking about it amongst your team, the mm. decision-making process? Mm. Um, just talk to that a little bit for other people out there to get sure. a little bit of insight because you don't really get to get uh, yeah, it's a, that type of insight. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good question. And... Um, Let's see, where do I begin that, that answer? Because, I mean, ultimately, you know, it's, as an entrepreneur, I think ultimately, and this is especially young entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. We talk about young people. Yeah. I was a young entrepreneur. Yeah. And you still are young. Yeah, well, I, I am, but I'm not as young as I was when I started. But, you know, as a young entrepreneur, when you're just starting and you've got that idea and you've got that vision and you're building and you're building and you're, you're staying on that, on that vision. I mean, I'm saying the same things today I was saying 20 years ago, but nobody understood what I was talking like, they weren't listening or they didn't yeah. understand it. they weren't ready to hear the market yeah. wasn't ready and then so as you drive forward and you're you know you're, you're you're driving to this which is very very difficult as you know nick right it's very yeah. hard to start and it's build a, a business coaster, right? right it's yeah. up and down you have your wins you get your losses mm -hmm. there's a lot of complexity it's not just the customers but it's people um you know it's financing it's yeah. all of this stuff right government yeah. regulation and then the market's moving yeah um but ultimately i i think you know the, the experience, I was always very focused, always, on really serving uh, food service operators. That, that's my connection. I'm a food service operator, um, and so my skill set was directly tied to being able to go into companies yeah. and helping them to reframe their strategy and make the decisions and investments they have to make to turn the ship and then use my technology to support the decisions. Yeah. So that was my that was my vision. That was my, and you know, so the application of that was super complex. This yeah. was a major change process going into companies, uh, which of course was the birth of the Catering Institute and the school. Right. Um, you know, and it's just been this this ongoing thing of education and training. So I think ultimately, um, you know, 
the, the experience, you know, wasn't necessarily clear what the end goal was going to be, except what I was doing on the way was I was feeding my own passion the whole time. Yeah. You know, which is, I was doing what I love doing. Yeah. I think um, that's important too. Yeah, huge. Uh, you have, as an entrepreneur, with the highs and the lows and, and the grind, and, yeah. and it's a lot of work, right? Yeah. You have to absolutely love what you're doing. You do. You really do. Uh, because I think that's really important. And you have to really keep believing even when it's the hardest. You know, the, the, the one thing I would recommend to young entrepreneurs is that at the time when it's hardest to believe is the time when you need to believe more. Yeah. You know, or the time, the time when you need to love your business is the time when you hate it. I like that. Right? Yeah. So the, the, when you're hating it, which I had so many days like that, man, I can't do this anymore. You know? <laughs> That's the time when you need to work hardest to love it. Yeah. You know, and that is, uh, uh, that's what keeps the whole thing burning and alive, you know, so. And then over time, you know, as people, you know, took the story and, and it became their passion and then, and then it was the relationships, you know, it was really like, even the customers. Today I come to the Restaurant Leadership Conference and yeah. I have many friends that I've made over the years and, and that stuff is special. You know, they can trust me, we trust each other, we've done business together, we've made yeah. money together, we've had problems together, we've fixed problems together, yeah. um, which I think is what establishes you as a, a community person, you know, which is people can look to you um, as, as, as you build th that trust and then, you know, your integrity sets in and all of that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I think it gets easier as you go a little bit that way. Yeah, you know? I think relationships are important, especially in hospitality. Uh, that's why I love the industry. Yeah, it's a great industry. And um, it's pretty phenomenal. Uh, two final questions. Yeah. The pin. The pin. Tell me about the pin. I love it. This pin. Yes. I was wrong. Mo was right. Because he wanted to do pins. I said, pins? He wants pins. He printed the pins. Everybody wants the pins. Yeah, the pins are awesome. Yeah. I want a pin. You can get a pin. I love you it. You know, well, no problem. I love it. So They're this awesome. is, uh, you know, this is our logo and monkey and... And this was actually interesting. In the early days, people said, oh, Earl, the name's stupid. What's this name? Monkey, you know, Monkey Media. Yeah. And I said, look, the work we're doing is very serious. It's very intense. There's a lot of intensity. This keeps it fun. And I like that. And we were able to have a lot, of, a lot of fun with the logo. You know, in the early days at the NRA, we were handing out bananas, you know, and things. We, there oh, were so many awesome. things we could do. Yeah. It was like, for a while, we were like, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, who put the K in money? That was a big joke for a long time. You know, monkey, right? It was like, who put the K in money? Oh, <laughs> I like that. So that was for a long time. We kind of rode that one. So over the years, we've put, um, uh, you know, we've used it and had a lot of fun with it. And that has offset a lot of the stress. Yeah. Um, and the seriousness of, of what we've been doing. That's know? awesome. Yeah. Uh, final question. Yeah. It's going to be a hard one. Yeah. Favorite sandwich from Tony's? Turkey pesto. Oh, that's quick. <laughs> it's easy. I like it. <laughs> Turkey pesto. That was that was our uh, one of my favorites. I sold Tony's in 2004. Yeah. And then the new owner came in and eventually it just disappeared. But yeah. It's captured and now in in this legacy, you know. Yeah. So. Turkey pesto. Yeah, yeah. I like a good turkey pesto. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is good. Fantastic. Excellent. Good. Thank you so much. Right. Thanks for having me. Thanks.